Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Real Time Soccer Podcast. We got news, everybody. We got news. Leagues are canceled. What's happening? First of all, how you doing, Kev? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing... I guess I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Wednesday, April 29th. Yeah, recording this on a Wednesday instead of a Monday. It's a new day. Like you said, league ain't canceled. I said leagues are canceled because not only the league earn is canceled, but the Eredivisie is also canceled. Yeah, the Dutch league is also canceled. So that's... I mean, no, but no, it's not like the the, the Dutchie was watched that much, but I mean, it's still a league. It's still like a significant thing for it to cancel. I think it's I think it's like the biggest league that's not in the top five. Probably, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, there's that. There's the Portuguese league as well. That's big, but but you know that the, the players there. I mean, the coaches were pretty pissed about that. This well, not just the coaches were like organization weren't really happy with that decision because I think that thing they. They think that it came a bit too early. Like they made the call too early. Yeah, basically. I think I think it came from the for the government from the government. So it really only affects them because nobody, the other like Dutch sports aren't really as televised as football is. Obviously, I think that's the play. That's the case for a lot of a lot of sports. But um, yeah, it uh, it came as a shock. A lot of people were pissed about it. That means that we will not, we won't see Akim Zizek play for, play for Ajax anymore because he's coming, he's out to Chelsea. Uh, a lot of Ajax players might actually leave. It's true. We'll see about that. We'll see about the rest. But it's a, it was a, the trigger for a lot of different for other leagues to actually consider that option. Um, I think, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I feel like, um, now we're gonna start to see like like the snowball effect roll out and see all the other leagues take action and what they're deciding to do because like the Eredivisie taking like get like canceling is like big but now the league earned canceled and league earned like a top five league um so now i want to see how uh the Serie A, the la liga the premier league are going to react i feel like the premier league is like the big juggernaut so we're going to see like how i feel like they're they're going to decide the pace for everything um but yeah i'm really curious because if if all these like they're canceling like they're voiding the league basically so like Nobody, nobody's getting relegated. Nobody's considered winners. So I mean, that was a big debate with like the Liverpool thing. Like, obviously, gonna win it if the season plays out. But now that it's not playing out, like, what do you do? And if all these other, if all these other leagues like don't give out a winner, and the Premier League decides to give out a winner, like, how does that work? You know? Yeah, but I mean, I mean, in France, it's kind of different because we already kind of knew who the winner was already, right? Like, we know PSG's got the league already. The main issue, I think, was. I mean, how do you know? Like PSG, PSG had less of a lead than uh, Liverpool have now. But like realistically, like I mean, yeah, realistically, they would probably win it. They're they're twelve points ahead of Marseille, which is in second place. But Liverpool had an even bigger lead. So I don't know if they're not giving it to uh, PSG. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's mainly the Champions League spots that were like put in question, like the Europe, the Europe spots. So like the Champions League, Europa League, like who would make it? Because that could have changed. Yeah, of course. So it kind of that kind of sucks for a lot of teams, but I think the relegation is like the biggest thing. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of teams like still have a chance to avoid relegation, but now they don't have the chance. And for like getting like that's a bigger thing than not being in Champions League, I think. Like especially the promotion. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the teams want to get promoted, and like the teams obviously they want to avoid relegation, and like being relegated to a different league is like uh, is pretty bad. So you want to make sure you get that decision right. Um, I mean, missing out on Champions League is also pretty bad, but I feel like how it affects your club, 
probably is worse off if you get relegated. But um, I wanted to say something else. Oh yeah, like I don't know how you're gonna do it as well because like Manchester's in fifth place right now, Manchester United, and City are so we're not in a Champions League spot technically. But since City have the ban, we would be in the Champions League. But Sheffield United is in sixth place, but they have they have a game in hand. Like they they still have one game to play technically to be on even with everybody else. Um, so like if they play that game and they won, maybe like they they hop over Manchester like. There's so many different situations like that. Like even in the relegation battle, like I know, like I think there's a team, maybe Villa. They're in, they're in relegation or something, and if they won the game that they have left to play, like because they have a game less played, like they would be outside the relegation zone. But now they won't get that chance, and they might get forced into relegation, which is crazy. So I'm really curious to see how that that would work out if they actually do try to like um do anything with how the table is right now or if they just void it and keep it how it is no relegation no promotion no different champions league spots like we're gonna have to see how that goes well i i mean how would you not like consider the champions league because if you got to think about next season there's gonna be champions league next season right so you kind of have to like yeah there, there will be champions league next season but will it just be the same teams that are here now and restart the champions league yeah like would it be exactly like would it be because well i mean would it be fair though because some teams, have, some teams have already technically qualified for the quarterfinals, right? Like PSG beat Dortmund, and then Atalanta beat Valencia, and things like that. But the other legs didn't play. So do they just continue there? So yeah, but no, no, the, those those are finished. Those are finished. No, I know, but the other team, I think the other the other quarterfinals didn't play, no? Yeah, like the Chelsea buying one didn't finish. Um, yeah, some didn't finish, you're right. But what do you do about... I mean, Liverpool Atletico was finished, so... I mean, what do you do about those? What do you do about those that are finished? And what do you do about those that weren't finished? Like, do you just cancel everything and just start over? Yeah, see, I don't know. I would I would at least want to try to finish that. Um, maybe that be, like, the Champions League for next season. I have no idea. It's really complicated. You'd have to, like, sit down and plan it out. Um, I mean, PSG talked about how... Uh, I think it was uh, Nasser Al-Khalifi that basically said that he's... He agrees with the decision of, like, canceling Ligue 1, but he's down to, like play Champions League games abroad because he actually wants to finish the Champions League. That just tells you, like, how much they really, like, badly want to have the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, PSG, like, that's all they need to, to do. Like, get the Champions League in. Um, because, like, their league is usually always settled. But I also feel like, even though, even if they were, like, to assuming that they were to, like, do this and, like, have a Champions League games and for some reason PSG would, like, win it, it wouldn't feel as... It wouldn't feel the same. Like, you, if you kind of win it with, like, a mini tournament of, like, three of the four biggest teams, fine. But it's not as in, like, it doesn't feel as great. It wouldn't be as meaningful as anything else. Exactly. It wouldn't be as meaningful. So, like, hmm, I, I don't know. I don't know. I f- honestly feel like the Champions League might actually get voided, too. It would make sense. That's going to suck. It would, if if the, all the leagues get voided, then the Champions League has to get voided. But yeah, and even if not all the leagues get voided, like how do you, like there's still four leagues, big leagues that we care about that haven't made an announcement yet. Which one do you think is the next one to say something? Realistically, I think it's gonna be Syria, or La Liga, probably Syria. Because they've been the, they've been hit the most with the virus, and then actually Spain took over that spot, I think. So it might be one of those two. I know that some, uh, I think Syria started draining again though. Like, I think they, re- they restarted training. Yeah, I saw something uh, 
about Juve, like they're in training or something. Yeah, so I think they've already restarted training, but it's obviously in groups and mini groups. And then apparently Paulo Dybala, I think they did the testing again, and apparently Dybala is still positive. Like they tested him four times and he was positive four times. That's crazy. Because he was like positive, then not positive, then positive again. So I don't know. So I think he got positive. He got tested positive four times, but he doesn't have any symptoms. So I think they'll test him again. He's asymptomatic. They'll test him again. He doesn't have this. So he's been tested four times. He doesn't have any symptoms, but he'll get tested again before he starts training. So until then, he can't train with the others. I mean, not that they're all really doing any crazy training right now. I know. But, like, I guess just to stay, like, in the match shape or kind of have the match mentality. Yeah, I mean, I get it for sure. But uh, it's that's why it's really complicated right now because a lot of people probably not are not tested that are carrying the virus. And that's why, like, op- like people are talking about opening the schools and everything now. And, you know, like, they don't realize that it, it may just make everything a lot worse, even though it seems to be going properly. I heard that in Quebec, they want to, like, open schools, but only for, like, the primaries, not the high schools, not Sujet, no universities, which is, like, kind of... I think I was speaking to it with my dad and mom, like, they were, like, kind of look kind of weird, surprised by that decision, but, I mean, it is... Nothing surprises you anymore. Exactly. I think... Uh, I agree with you, though, that I think either uh, La Liga or the Serie A will make another decision. Um, hope... Hopefully it's um, it's a good decision. Well, I don't think it's... It, well, what would be a good decision? That's the thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. I hope, like, I don't... Like, there's obviously arguments for both sides, but I hope, like, they give some sort of explanation of why they decided to do what they're doing so I can, like, not just me, but, like, we can see, like, the reasoning behind it. And hopefully it's a good reason and we can accept the decision. Because, like, this is, like, we're not going to get anything like this for a long time again, you know? Like... This is a really weird situation. It's like a one in one in a hundred years type situation. Yeah, exactly. So we're gonna have to see how it plays out, but um, hopefully it all ends up being okay, and most of the parties in, involved are are happy. And I guess that's all you can ask for. That really is all you can ask for. It's a, uh, it's weird. I don't know, man. It's, I mean, yeah, like you said, we've never had something like this before, so it's hard. it's you can't even like expect or guess what's gonna happen because. Nothing like that ever happened in the past, so you can't really uh, give assumptions. And you won't be able to make everybody happy, so we're going to have to see what kind of decision they make. Like, no, you can't make everybody happy, so realistically, it's going to be a... You can, I mean, if you if you void it, you'll, you'll, you'll piss Liverpool fans. If you keep if you somehow manage to keep it happen, you'll piss like everybody else. So, it's, uh, it's weird. Some people are going to advocate for it to be cancelled. Some people are going to advocate for it to be delayed. But for the pre- from a Premier League standpoint, I think they're going to wait the last minute. Like, they'll be the last ones to, like, actually try to cancel it. Yeah. I think so, too. Like, I think that's the one that, like, that's the, the big league that kind of, like, runs the stuff, you know? Like, everybody cares about the Premier League. So, waiting to see what, what they decide to do. I think they're going to wait until, like, they have, like, all the information and, um, like, drag it out a little bit just to see like how the situation is in the world and if they can actually do something like do something about it or not so i mean um basically what i've heard also is that there's realistically no way to like have any games or any sporting events until there's an actual vaccine like discovered and that takes time so i don't know if how long is it gonna take i don't know are they willing to wait I don't think they're. I don't think they'll wait for like vaccine to actually be like 
develop for it for sports to continue because uh it would take too much time it would be the right thing to do but is it also like i mean vaccines take over a year to 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 like develop yeah so it's gonna be a long time and um yeah i mean i'm not a doctor so i don't know exactly how all this works but if we don't get any sporting events until a vaccine is out there that's gonna be a long time yeah i don't know if it'll, i don't think it'll be that uh it'll definitely be 2021 yeah exactly but they're saying that there's a I, there might be a way for maybe having sporting events with no fans until 2021 which is even i guess in a sense not better but i mean I'm, i mean like a, most of the fans always watch the games on tv right like there's always more people watching on tv than there is in the stands but it's just it's so different like i watched a game with no fans and it was definitely not as entertaining as a stadium packed of like fans watching the game live and i'm sure the players agree like i'm sure they don't want to play without fans either uh should we move on to uh mr pierce morgan yeah i'll let you take the i know this one's a little uh more close to to your home with uh arsenal so uh Give me, give me the gist of it. Ozil versus Pierce Morgan. Okay, so basically, I'm trying to summarize it, see what I know, see what I don't know. Um, essentially, you know that Ozil uh, recently, uh, they're saying that he refused the wage, the, the 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 wage gap or the wage cut of twelve point five percent. That the yeah, yeah, we talked about this in like a previous episode where like he didn't want to cut any wages. Yeah. So I mean, they're saying that he refused it, but the the exact. I guess the exact words were that he's he's trying he wants to have more details before actually uh, agreeing to the cut, right? Because he wants to know, I guess, the financials of the club or like, the consequences of the club should the the season be voided or whatever before he actually takes a decision. Because he already gives a lot of his money to charities. Uh, uh, aside from just he does a lot of charity work himself, and so he feels like think that he wants to see if the wage ca- uh, the wage cut would affect the money that he already uh, puts for charities and that's why he doesn't want to do it now he doesn't want to like agree to it and like obviously he's not the only one there's three players that were uh, that were uh that are known to be against that wage cut or they're saying three some people are saying three some people are saying two i'm gonna stick to three for now because it's like the closest number or the biggest number i guess and so, uh, but we don't know who the other players are, right? We just know also. We don't know who the other two players are. We don't know that. And so, uh, for, we only know Ozo, which is odd already. And then you got Pierce Morgan on his show, on his TV show that basically uh, called out Ozo and just talked a lot of smack about how he's having a just disgraceful. Uh, it's disgraceful for him to not take that wage cut and whatever. And uh, essentially, just like. Rented about him for like five minutes, five six minutes on his show, which I mean, Pierce Morgan is known for doing things like that. He's known for being controversial, I guess. He is an Arsenal fan, I think, so I guess I could see why he would speak about it and like kind of why it would hit him close to home, or whatever. But I still think like it was a useless thing to do. Like it doesn't help anything. Like who are you, Pierce Morgan? Honestly, like nobody. I mean, I'm not a fan. I'm not gonna lie. I don't hate the guy, but I'm not a fan and whatever. I just feel like he's doing it for the numbers, and he also he also it's he's doing it for the views and whatever. He's a cloud chaser, so we don't know. The kid thing is, we don't know enough for him to like come to that conclusion that Ozil is just doing it because he all he does is being sink at home comfortable playing his Fortnite or whatever. 
Like that's not how Ozil is. We already we know that he gives a lot to charities, to different charities that he has around the world and whatever. So he's known for being a giver. But I feel like he's I feel like he's been a Ozil hater for a while. I f- I feel that too. I know you mentioned that he may have rented about him in the past. I'm probably sure he has. I mean, as an Arsenal fan, who hasn't? I guess. That's probably why how I would, I would describe it. I guess because he's an Arsenal fan, a lot of Arsenal fans have have obviously uh, rented about Ozil in the past. And I'm sure he's not he's no different to it. But for him to like go all out of his well, not out of his way, but for him to like go on a show and basically just uh dis well not disrespect but like rant about the guy. Call him out. He- Call him out basically, yeah. I mean I feel like it was just for the for the views and he's he's just doing a trendy topic really. Which I guess as a newspaper as a as a newscaster you should be you should do. Talk about the trendy things, but like He's only doing. He's only giving. He's not giving the full details of his situation. It just feels like he's only giving his, the part that like animates people more, and that will give him the best, the most reactions. Yeah, I mean, he's not being. He's not being like, uh, uh, un- unbiased. He's obviously has his opinion. And he's trying to like, the way he's exp- expressing his opinion and swaying the public opinion, making people hate Ozil for nothing. Yeah, Ozil hitting Ozil for nothing, like giving him. A bad rap for no reason, and I feel like it's. I mean, he's known for doing those type of things, I guess. So it doesn't really surprise me, but I still, I just don't like it. I just don't feel like it's necessary right now. It's not the time. We don't know. That's that's the thing. There's too many. There's too many unknowns for him to like jump in and like give his opinion. Like no one. First of all, no one cares about his opinion to begin with. He's not the most popular person in the UK, right? So for him to like, like I said, for him to go out of his way to like. Uh, call him out was useless Wa- a waste of time if you ask me to be honest I watched this debate on the uh, Arsenal fan TV essentially uh, a guy talk um, one was basically in favor of Ozil and the other was uh, against Ozil basically uh, calling him out for like not uh, agreeing for their wages and uh, just looking at the debate I felt like um, I guess I could say his name DT uh, DT was uh, in favor of Ozil's uh, stance. I kind of felt like DT had the better, the better opinion and the better arguments towards Ozil's uh, decision. And he basically essentially said that he doesn't, he doesn't really, it doesn't mean that Ozil disagrees, doesn't want to have a wage cut. It just means that he wants to see where the money is going because he already has charities that he uh, works for and is in a uh, partnership for, and he doesn't want to see the money that he puts in those our charities be affected by the wage cuts. And essentially, because it's a legal contract between him and Arsenal, it's nobody's business, and it's not for everybody to talk about. And it's it helps yeah, exactly. I mean, he's not forced to do anything, but um, I mean, you want to help the club that you play for as well, if you like your club. Yeah, obviously. But he also said that a lot of those things should have never made should have never been made public, which I kind of agree because it's kind of it seems like it's a lot of private information that are giving that are just being given giving out like that. It definitely shouldn't have been made public. Which says that, which kind of tells us that there's a leak somewhere, or a snitch, because why is Ozil the only player that has been called out or like defined, well, known as a three, right? I would love to know who the other two are, or if it's two or three. Like I want to know, I want to know who they are, right? Because I feel like everybody, if they're they're all in a different situation. Although they play for the same club, they don't all have the same they don't all have the same contract, right? So. 
I don't think it's fair for Ozil to be the only guy that... I mean, Ozil is the only guy that's been named because it'll... It's a numbers game, right? No, uh, Ozil is getting a lot of bad rap because of his contract. And if you put that on top of that, on top of it as well, it just boosts the hate. So it kind of gives like a bad rap on Ozil's part. I feel like it's not fair for him to be the only guy named in this situation. And No, definitely not. But I'm sure the person that leaked it probably doesn't like Ozil or wants him to get like some shit for this. Yeah, exactly. But then... I, I want to know, like, who... I'd like to know. Obviously, we might never... We probably will never know. But, like, it's... It can't... You want to know who leaked it, or you want to know who the other people are? Both. I, I, I kind of want to know who leaked it from the team. Because, obviously, there's a breach in the locker room. Because it came from the locker room, right? Somebody from the locker room said it. Like, said something about... Well, I mean, somebody in the club... I feel like there's a snitch. Somewhere. I mean, it doesn't have to be from the locker room. Somebody... I mean, if it's not from the locker room, it's got to be somewhere in the, in the... Most likely. In the office or whatever. Basically, the club's office. Somebody said it somewhere, right? It, 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 it didn't come out of nowhere, right? It came out of... Someone said it first, so... I'd love to know who it is, but we probably will never will. But it definitely gives a bad rap to Ozil. And having Pierce Morgan talk about it also doesn't help. Hopefully, the situation kind of, like, sorts out itself, sorts itself out, but... Yeah, it's a... It's a weird one. Well... It's not a good look for Arsenal, definitely. It's not a good look for Arsenal in general. Not a good look for... Well, now it's not a good look for Ozil either because probably people don't have all the information and they just think like, oh, look at him. Like, he's being greedy. He doesn't want to give up his money. Like, after making millions of dollars, not doing anything right now. Yeah, it's not a good look for him, but it's also a bit unfair because he's the only one getting blamed for this whole situation. He's going to be the face of it, really. Yeah, exactly. Alright, let's move on to some uh, transfer rumors. We got a lot of uh, transfer rumors. I mean, there's a lot of players that are um, are rumored to be linked to a bunch of clubs. And like we don't know how exactly this, uh, this transfer window is going to work with all the coronavirus and everything. But uh, I think some big names for players that uh, may be on the move. Obviously, Sancho, uh, the main one. I mean, he's been linked to United for a long time. Um, do you think this is actually going to happen or no? Uh, pff, honestly, it depends what pri- depends on which price they agree for. Because I saw, I saw, they wanted um a hundred million euros, which is like eighty seven million pounds, which is honestly like really, really, really low for Sancho. Like that's that's I think ten million more than we paid for Maguire. But is it doable now, like in this climate? I mean, look, um, Ed Woodward said that he doesn't want to, with the climate, he doesn't want to spend like, do a bunch of hundred million dollar transfers, and everybody kind of got like, um, kind of got like they were just sad because they they kind of in, made it insinuate that it means that we're not going to get Sancho. But then after this came out, people were just like. That's definitely very doable, and Manchester United also want to show that like they're a very strong club, and something like this, um, even with something like this happening, they're still the strongest club in the world. Financially? Yeah, financially, and I wouldn't be surprised if we made this happen for that price tag. Because I mean, like I think, like you know how the transfer market has become like very like inflated, and players are going for like insane amounts of money that it just keeps getting like even if they're not worth that, they're still getting paid that much. Or getting transferred for that much, um, so I think maybe this this like whole pandemic thing may like kind of like 
put a put a slow to that and make it so that it's like prices come down a little bit back to normal or back to more reasonable um and we may see the start of that here but like central's worthy of being like a top top class like signing and like for a top top class fee so i don't know how much we're gonna have to pay for him but i before this whole thing would have said easily 100 million um, and now that the price seems a little bit more reasonable, and the source was like somewhat uh, accurate, I'm pretty sure. Um, I won't say a name just because I, I forget exactly who the exact source was, but I remember seeing it on my feed and knowing that it was some some uh, whatever reliable source. Um, and obviously, these transfer dealings like news changes every day. But I'm kind of like I became more uh, less optimistic, and then after this news, I became a little bit more optimistic. So we're gonna see how that goes. But if he leaves, I think it's to United. I think that's that's where it's gonna go if he leaves, um, and I know I think you don't give any shots in Newcastle. No, not for Sancho. Fair. Uh, see, I see a lot of names that you put in the list here, like Werner, Upamecano, Koulibaly, Mertens, and Nobile. But I think you forgot Arthur from uh, Barca. Yeah, apparently Arthur is being shopped around by by Barca to like a bunch of teams. Like apparently Juve wanted to trade him for like Pjanic. And then Spurs wanted to trade him for like... I know they wanted to trade Rakitic as well. Spurs wanted to tra- trade him to like Ndombele. And uh, I think there was, a, there was a PSG was interested too. But he doesn't want to leave. Like he pretty much said like publicly that he doesn't want to leave Barcelona or whatever. He's young though, Arthur, no? He's young. He's like 23, 24 maybe. I think he... And I think he that was his first season with Barca. So either... I, I don't think they want to do it because of the money. I think they want to do it because they realize that now the, with the, tra- the the transfer market or the transfer climate being how it is, you can't really, like, put a bunch of money on players, right? So they want to do player trades instead. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's smart if they can make it happen. And he's, like, a very shoppable player. I think he's the most shoppable player in terms of the price range or his ability, apparently, that in terms of Barca's. He's a player that if Barca, like, gets rid of, it won't be like the ma- most. He's a good quality player. He's a good squad player, and you won't have to like break the bank for him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a big. That's a good way to put it. Put it like you won't break the bank for him, and he's gonna be a good asset to your team. I also saw trades rumors of uh, Pogba with. Uh... I mean, Pogba. It's basically either Juve or M- Madrid. I think that's if it's going to happen, it's gonna happen. But I think that's one of those transfers that's like Sancho. That's like Dortmund aren't forced to sell him. We're not forced to sell Pogba. If you want to pay for Pogba, then you pay for Pogba, which is like a hundred million or more. I also saw uh, Aubameyang. Apparently, Aubameyang is being <laughs> apparently Aubameyang was like trying to get the extension, and I think he got the extension because apparently Chelsea was on him, which was kind of odd. Chelsea was on him. Inter was on him. Inter was really interested. That would have been an interesting combo. I saw Madrid, yeah, Madrid as well. Madrid, Barca. A lot of things were on him. Were on Aubameyang because I think he was kind of. So, so frustrated that he wasn't getting the contract extension that he wanted from Arsenal, which I guess is fair. Uh, I th- and also I'm sure he wants to play for trophies and stuff. Exactly, and I think I don't think we're we're there yet. Uh, it seems like it's been resolved though. I feel like it's, it seems like he's staying now. Can't confirm it, but it seems like he is staying, so that's good. We can, we keep our captain, which is our Werner though. Werner, you think Werner Liverpool? I think Werner Liverpool is realistic. I think that's gonna happen. I, I could see this happen, but I don't know for how much, though. I think probably, like, 60-70. I think Werner... I think Werner's, like, a top-class striker, and if on Liverpool, I think it'll make him even 
like he's at Leipzig right now. He's doing crazy things, and if he like, and I think he's suited for the Premier League as well. Uh, I also saw Havertz. Havertz Brendan Chelsea's on him too. Yeah, I mean, I saw Chelsea with Havertz and Mertens. Apparently, uh, Lampard really wants Mertens, which I'm really confused about because like Mertens pretty at the end of his career, no? Like he's. He's like what, 31, 32? Yeah, but he'll be a good, I guess, striker option because he can play false. He kind of play with, like, he kind of plays like hazards, honestly. He he played on the wing for a long time though. Yeah, but Knight plays more as a false nine, and he's scoring goals though too. He's like the one of the best false nines. I know Pedro's not re-signing, and I know William maybe isn't, and they already got Ziyech. William apparently William was good. William was linked to Arsenal too, which was odd. I don't know about that, but um, I also know that um. They also have Ziyech coming in on the wings, so I was kind of su- surprised that they would try to get like a really like um, veteran winger as well to replace Pedro, who is also like a veteran winger. Um, but yeah, if you're telling me he's playing as a false nine, I mean that's possible. It may be, it may work out, but I think that's like I don't know. I wouldn't agree with that signing, but we'll see. Havertz, if they if they get Havertz, that's a great sign. That's an amazing signing. But isn't that, that would that kind of that could hurt uh, Mason Mount because they play they play the same position, but Havertz is obviously considered to be better. Yeah, I think Havertz has uh, more potential, but Mason Mount is a great player as well, and he was like a kind of breakthrough player this year. So, um, but if you can get both of them on the field at the same time, that's a, that's a young squad, that's a young foundation. That's that would be great for them. That would be a lot, though. I don't think you can get Ziyech, Mertens, and Havertz in the same window, especially now. I mean, they already have ZX, so now they just have to deal with Havers and Mertens. But then you, you I don't know what, how much you'd have to give for those two. Do you would have to? I mean, you would give out William and Pedro, so I guess it would be fair. But you have to see the departure before you actually consider the arrivals. Um. Yeah. Definitely. But um, I think Havers. I don't think that's gonna happen. Um. I think there's probably bigger clubs that can get him and do more for him. But we'll see how that goes. Um, so we did. I mean, Bayern is still lurking around too. Yeah, I think he probably ends up going to Bayern. This just feels like a Bayern signing within the Bundesliga. It feels like a Bayern signing. Because Bayern also wants to get rid of uh, Tolisso, apparently. Um, isn't he linked with Arsenal? He's been linked to Arsenal. He's also been linked to Inter. So that could be an interesting signing as well. I think depending on, I think it's going to be depending on who like leaves. And who the who leaves first? Yeah, probably. But it it won't it won't be as like it won't be the usual like transfer window with like a bunch of like last minute of surprising signings or whatever. Even um, I I saw that too. Like Andre will not out of Barcelona. It doesn't make sense to me because Barca already has obviously he came from Barca originally, so I get that. But for him to like go and compete with Ter Stegen again when he's the actually he's the exact reason why he left in the first place. That was kind of weird odd to me. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense. I feel like he could be he could be an, a number one anywhere else. I don't know why he wants to go to Barca that badly. I feel like he, he won't eventually he won't be, but maybe he feels like he has something to prove. I don't know. Which he already has though. He already has proven that he could be a Champions League caliber goalkeeper, which he is. So I don't know if he needs to go to Barca to prove that again, but who knows? Maybe he'll go to Newcastle. <laughs> maybe. But um, the other signings that I think we should, uh, I was surprised about. I heard apparently Spurs want to sell in Dombele. They want to trade him for like Arthur. I mean, yeah, they just want to get rid of like they're open to shopping him basically, which I'm really surprised about because like he was one of their bigger signings from the summer. Um, 
and he's been there not even for a year. I don't think it's going to happen. Unless if it's Barca and the Barca, but I don't think it's going to happen for anything else. Like, Mourinho must really hate him if he wants to get rid of him already. And, like, Ndombele, I, like, I wanted Ndombele at uh, United. A lot of people want Ndombele. I don't think it'll happen, realistically. I don't, I don't see it happening. I feel like he's going to stay. But um, the big buyer for this, uh, this next window seems like it's going to be Newcastle. I mean, I don't think all the, like, the complete transfer of power has gone through yet, like, for the new owners. But they have the cash, and they're willing to spend the money to uh, get Newcastle back on top. Um, the players that I've seen rumored was uh, Cavani, Fekir, and Koulibaly, which honestly would be like an amazing start to their rebuild. Do you feel like those three players could like realistically join Newcastle? Like, who would you think like realistically like if you had three players, right? Realistically speaking, I think I think Fekir could. I think Cavani could. I think Koulibaly wants to play for like a a better club. Like a top club. Like a Real Madrid or like a United or like a, a Juventus or something, you know? I could see Koulibaly wanting to play for a club like that. Um, but Cavani, I feel like he's on the end, end of his career-ish. He's what, 33 now? About to be 34. I mean, he's still a good striker, but he's been playing in the, in the league for a long time. Like, he he's done he's done his uh, like he, he he's done a lot of stuff there. He's PSG's best goal scorer in history. Yeah, he passed. <clears throat> it was Zlatan before, right? He passed Zlatan. Yeah, he passed Zlatan. Um, so now I think he could like go to the Premier League, and this is a, it. Would, it would be a new challenge. Um, I think he would be open to something like that. Fakir as well. I think Fakir would be the same kind of type. Like Fakir obviously proved himself. Uh, in the, the league, uh, and I think uh, a Premier League move like this, kind of like for a rebuilding squad, I think that would suit him as well. I don't think Fikir would actually be interested. I don't feel like Fikir, because he, no, he just came into uh, Bissi's side and he's the best player there. I don't see why he would then leave to go to Newcastle, unless it's for the money, which I guess could be a fact. It could be a factor. I mean, yeah, it would be for the money. Why else would anybody go to Newcastle? It could be a factor, but I mean, how badly do you really want to like change the situation right now even i mean i mean also the premier league right i mean i think playing in the premier league is attractive to a lot of players yeah it is a premier league but i feel like he could be i feel like he could go for a bigger higher caliber club should he leave which i don't think he will because he just settled in betis i think john stones could be a consideration because uh city or city are looking for a defender and it'll basically mean that Johnston will be relegated to the bench again, which he already is. So I feel like if he goes to... If he's not playing there. Yeah. But I feel like he eventually will have to leave because, I mean, I feel like the story's already written for him and City already. He's not playing there. When they signed him, they were saying, like, he's, like, the next best defender in the world, which is crazy. He's a good defender, don't get me wrong. Like, I think he's a better passer than defender, though. And that's probably what Newcastle needs more of. I don't know. He had a lot of hype around him when he made that move. Yeah, I think he called him the next PK or something. But, I mean, I guess it, it didn't really... The first two years were okay, but then after that, he got injured a lot. So, I guess that didn't really help. But, I guess one more, one other player that... Remember you mentioned William, William Cyprien yes, last uh, week? Yeah, from my league um, starting 11. I feel like he could actually fit a Premier League club. and. Have you seen any news about that, or is it just like a hunch? No, I haven't. 
it's just a hunch to me. I feel like he'd be a good player to look at. Yeah, I think that's a good player. That's like a, like I said before, like he's a really well-rounded player. Like he can do it all basically. And I think that's the kind of player that you kind of like build around uh, if you're starting a new team, basically. I mean, Newcastle's not a new team, right? They, they're not that bad this season. Um, you're missing like you're missing like two, three like star quality players if you want to be able to compete back again at the top. And uh, Cavani, I mean, like you said, Cavani is also a striker that I feel like he could. Re- it's I think like Cavani is a realistic uh, striker to look at. I don't see. Who else in terms of strikers? I feel like he's the most realistic one. If you want to have a quality, experienced striker, I think you can go for like a lot of these players are are linked to like big clubs, and they want to go to these big clubs because you get Champions League, you get the reputation of the big club, and like you get like the how can I say like you get the the assurance, the hype. No, well, the assurance that this club will be a good club. Like you don't have any assurance that if you're going to Newcastle, you're going to be like the next, you're going to be like the next Man City, you know. It's a project, and you have to be willing to like lose games, maybe be by the club, but you're getting paid for it, you know. Yeah, but then I, like you said last, like I, I think we mentioned it last week too. Like you probably will have to change your management. I know you said that Steve Bruce was gonna. Yeah, they said Steve Bruce was gonna give, be given like another year just to see how it goes with the new owners. I feel like you sh- eventually you should uh, consider push Pochettino. I mean, yeah, Pochettino would be the move. I would make that move right now for them. Especially like with his vision and what he wants in a signing and whatnot, I think that's what you want. Because um, you don't want to make these signings for like what Steve Bruce wants and then just sack him at the end of the year because he's not good enough, you know? Exactly. I think for Newcastle though, in, in terms of signing, I think you should focus mostly on experience rather than youth. You already have youth with uh, Saint Maximin and Almiron and the Longstaff brothers, so I don't feel like the youth is the issue. But I feel like you need better experienced players. If if they get like if they're getting three players i would say sign like one like youth player and get two like veteran players that are like at the top like at the peak of their career right now that you could get i mean we say we're saying three but it could be like four i don't think it'll be more than like five but it could be up to five i mean it's really hard to make a lot of these signings unless they're signing like players that aren't doing a lot of business like they're not getting a lot of offers or whatnot and like they're just throwing money like everybody's kind of offering around 50 million and you're just like here take 60 million just come over basically like they could honestly do that. Like just pay an extra five, ten million, get the signing done, and that's it. Um, don't like mess around with and uh, waste your time. Beat the competition at their own game. I mean, that's what I wish Man United did. Like we're always fighting, fighting for like five million. Like five million is nothing. Like you'll you'll probably make that in a day with his shirt sales, of of a player. Like with Bruno, like we're fighting for months and months and months over a five million different fee. And thank God you got Bruno though. Yeah, I mean, I'm so happy that finally happened. I mean. I think he's he's the exact signing we needed, and I think the next Bruno signing is Sancho. So if we can make that happen, I think that's gonna be crazy. Is there anything else we need to talk about today? I think we covered most of it. I mean, we covered the the canceled leagues, talked about that, um, the transfer rumors, the Ozil uh, Ozil and Pierce Morgan beef. I think uh, hopefully next week, by the time uh, next episode rolls around, maybe we have some uh, more leagues uh, that announce what they're going to be doing. Maybe we get um, some news, more transfer rumors. Because, uh, I mean, like, you can't get anything done right now, but you can still get, like, the talks done and everything done, like, unofficially, basically. Um, so, yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, I'm good with what we have right now. Good episode. I'm. If I was a Newcastle fan, I'd be really excited for the future. I'd want Pochettino in as soon as possible, and I'd want us to um, get some, like, big-name players in that can make an instant impact. I'd, I'd be excited. Right. Yeah, I'd be excited too.
I think there's a good. I mean, after all this pandemic is kind of out of the way with. It should be good days for Newcastle. Yeah, I'm just excited to watch some football again, you know? <laughs> really, honestly, I just want to watch football again. I might actually go play some, get get some drills in myself and go do some work outside. I'm actually, it's a beautiful day outside. Go for it. It's a beautiful day out here, so I'm going to go outside, go for a walk. Yeah, I'm going to go. For, I'm gonna get the cones back out and get some drills. I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do, do doing drills in the basement. It's not as interesting. Oh, yeah, that seems depressing. Not as depressing. But I, I got a couple of fields around me, so I'll probably do that today. But yeah, man. All right. Kanga, always a pleasure. As always, you already know. All right, everybody. Stay safe. Follow the directions of your region. And hopefully we have some more news for you next week. Archie Soccer Pod on Twitter. Archie Soccer Pod on Instagram. And on Facebook, Real Time Soccer. Follow us. You're getting so good at plugging all these socials. Oof. Maybe I should do it at the beginning. I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. You can do it both. You can do it both. We'll figure it out. Work in progress. Work in progress. Exactly. Yeah, we, we don't even have 20 episodes yet. We're getting there, though. Almost at the big 2-0. The Van Persie number. Oh, you have to say that. Yeah, you know how it is. All right, boys. We'll see you fudging later. Peace.